Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Emmett Audio. Last night was the band concert for both the high school, middle school, and all the elementary schools that feed into that regional high school. And uh, it was in the gymnasium at the high school. <laughs> it was, uh, I was talking with my younger daughter as we waited for the bus this morning about what, what our favorite parts were. I had two favorite parts. My first favorite part, well actually they're not, they're not, I'm not going to rank them. It's not like this was the most favorite part. There, as part of it, there was a, a jazz quintet came from the local state college or state university and played. And the drummer, this woman, was incredible. She just was like, you know how sometimes in life you have moments of seeing people who have really mastered their thing just do it so casually that was her she was uh, you know I, I'm not a huge fan of modern avant-garde jazz but what she was doing on the drums was so clearly masterful that it was just a delight to watch you know the the subtlety that she was bringing to it the ease the absolute assurance, the playfulness. It was really inspiring and something that I aspire to myself um, in my own work. Um, and the second favorite part, and this is the thing I was really talking about with my daughter, was after the concert was over and everyone was getting up and leaving, a group of kids just started playing Luai Luai. Just without the conductor, just by themselves, just they didn't want to be done yet. And they knew this song and they were just having fun playing together. And you know, that was my favorite part because it seems to me that that is exactly what all of the other stuff is ideally leading towards. It's to give you enough skill and enough structure and enough of a sense of how to do this thing that you can then go and take it and do it independently in groups with other people and play. Like we call it playing an instrument because it is play at its best. It's, it's unstructured play and you know, it's not that everyone was doing whatever they felt like but it was they were playing together in the most true sense of that word. And it was just, I mean, that part I did not want to end, even though it was pretty late at that point and my back was hurting. So that gets me to what I really want to talk about, which is that I had a sore back yesterday, probably from midday on. And by the end of the day, it was to the point where I was really struggling to walk and having to hold my torso quite rigid in order to walk without pain. There was no suppleness left. And then I sat through a couple hours of band concert, which was not ideal, but not as bad as the last time I hurt my back, which uh, was of a different sort. The last time I hurt my back was uh, I, I tweaked something and then sat in a car for the whole day as we drove around on a road trip to visit people. And that was a terrible combo and threw me out for a week. 
Um, it was a week before I felt totally better. This, I know what this was. This was a, a couple days of using my whole body quite intensively and all of the muscles in my body sort of going tight, pulling on my back in this particular way. And there was no one moment where I was like, oh, I did it, you know? It, there was no trauma to the back. It was, it was it's just a tightness thing. Now, when you have a sore back like that, there's, it seems to me, and I'm not a uh, physical therapist or anything like that, I'm not, I'm not a therapist of any sort, so it's just my uh, life experience, that there is a phase where things are inflamed and where it's important to just take it easy and be sort of moving around, not just letting things stiffen up, but but essentially not trying to stretch things, because trying to stretch things when they are inflamed is not helpful. Cooling them down would be helpful, probably would have been good if I could have gone and taken a dip in the river, but I'm running out of time. But then this morning, things had cooled down, where I was able to sleep relatively okay through the night, and things had cooled down and tightened up to where it was, I was quite stiff and painful. But then I limbered up by rolling around on the floor, and that's what really what I want to talk about, because by the end of it, I was feeling quite loose and supple again. And I still have some pain, but I am walking in a normal fashion. I'm not having to hold my whole torso rigid, anything like that. And I, I feel like uh, there's a couple things I'm gonna do throughout the day. I'm gonna probably carve sitting cross-legged on my shop floor today because that's a big part of what needs to be stretched is that sort of hamstring glute lower back connection and sitting cross-legged helps with that a lot and I'll I'm sure I'll move my legs around a fair bit but the most important thing that helped and I did not take any ibuprofen or any, any other things so this is just this is the only thing that I've done is a type of stretching that I've never seen described anywhere, but that I found to be the most helpful stretching. Um, I've described it a little bit in Greenwood Spoon Carving, but I thought I'd talk about it here because it is what I do. I don't tend to do sort of classic stretches like you see people do before a soccer match or I don't know. Here's what I do. I find a space on the floor in the house. First of all, it's really helpful to be wearing flexible clothing, like pajama kind of clothing or athletic clothing. Don't be wearing jeans, lots of things in your pockets, all that stuff. It doesn't, doesn't work nearly as well because there's a certain amount of your like using the floor as a sort of soft tissue roller surface. And if there's anything in between the floor and your body, like stuff in your pockets, it doesn't work. Um, so I find a spot on the floor where, oh, the spring peepers are out. Yes! It's spring, baby. It's so nice and warm right now, too. Okay, I find a spot on the floor. Get it together, damn it. Find a spot on the floor that is not, I don't want just like a super wide open spot on the floor. I actually want a spot that has stuff to push off against. So being near a couch, being near a, like this morning I did it in our kitchen 
in between the kitchen couch and the kitchen island. And what I do is I'll essentially lie on my back or my side or my stomach and I'll, I'll shift around and I'll brace a foot or an arm or something against one of the other pieces of furniture that are nearby. And then I'll essentially fix that point and then lean my body against it and kind of smear it against the floor. Almost like um, like when you're kneading dough. You know how there's a style of kneading dough where you like, uh, where you like hold one end and you pull the other end either away from you, you push it away from you, or you pull it towards you, but you're fixing one point and then stretching everything else out in relation to it. That's pretty much what I'm doing on the floor is, you know, put a leg up on it. And I can't describe it in more, more detail than that because it's very intuitive. It's very much sort of feeling in my body what feels good. This is a ridiculous, it looks ridiculous. Don't do it around other people. Although I did it around my older daughter and my wife this morning and they were very good at just ignoring me. But it looks ridiculous. And, uh, but essentially the principle is you fix a point by bracing it against, bracing one of your legs against something or arms or back or whatever, and then lean into it in a way that stretches out your muscles against themselves or twists your body against itself. Right? And so it's sort of like an active version of that classic stretch where you lie on your back with your arms spread out and then sort of cross one leg across like you're on a crucifix, right? And you, that twists your torso over to the side, but you're keeping your upper torso flat, right? It's sort of same principle. And I've heard it described as, well, I've heard that principle, the twisting principle is wringing out parts of your body that uh, that would benefit from being wrung out, right? Sort of getting all the lymph and blood to circulate by, in the same principle as wringing out a, a dish rag, right? You're in twisting everything, you are tightening the everything along the length of it. And then when you untwist, everything goes, ah, and things flow. And it's that same idea. Now, similarly, I found that at times like, for instance, uh, after I had done a bunch of stretching, I found myself lying on my stomach, sort of like in a, that yoga pose called as though I were going to go into a cobra pose right where you sort of lying on your stomach but then you brace your arms up and you lift your torso up off the ground and I found myself instinctively clenching my glutes together my butt cheeks for everyone who wants to know and it was all the tension that was being held there that was then transferring up into my lower back 
when I unclenched those muscles, it was like it allowed that connection to loosen up. Often what I've found is that when you have soreness in your body, sometimes the soreness in your body is specifically because uh, you worked a particular thing, right? So like right now I have sore triceps because I just did some tricep, whatever they're called, uh, tricep exercises while I was waiting for the bus as part of my daily exercises. So I know why those are sore. But many times when you are sore in your body, it's because that soreness is actually radiating out from somewhere else that you are less in tuned with, right? You can have a sore back because your feet are all clenched up and you don't realize it. I actually think part of what was going on yesterday was that I wore these boots that I wear to walk Susanna to school in this time of year because it's they're waterproof and uh, it's pretty wet and muddy. I wore them for much of the day and they just hold my feet in a much more clenched position than my normal shoes do. And my feet were just, they were tight. And when you have tight feet, that radiates up through your body, partly through affecting your posture, etc., but partly because your nerves are all connected to one another. Your muscles are all connected to one another in various ways. And we don't appreciate all of those connection points. Sorry, I'm stopping and crouching down to ease my back, which is still a little tight now from this walk. All of which is to say that there are intuitive connections that you can feel, but you have to get out of your head and stop thinking in terms of, well, there's this stretch that stretches these muscles and there's this stretch that stretches these muscles. In my experience, back pain, especially lower back pain, is rarely just about the lower back. It's usually because my glutes and hamstrings are tight, because my feet are tight, because my calves are tight, because my shoulders are tight, right? Like it's, it's all the stuff, it's, it's the nexus point for all the stuff. And so things flow to it from other parts of your body and tightness and soreness in other parts of your body will express itself there. So it probably took 10, 15 minutes to, <laughs> I had a friend in college, she used to call this, she said, you know, stretching is really just writhing around on the floor and moaning. And I've really liked that phrase. And, you know, that's essentially what it was. There's this, you're just kind of like rolling around on the floor. To anyone who isn't looking, it just kind of looks like you're rolling around on the floor. Like you're, it's like the way someone would roll around in bed when they didn't want to get up, right? Sort of flopping around. But actually, you know, this particular position really stretches my obliques along my rib cage and whoo are they tight and this position if I lean into a little more it starts to hit my lats and my triceps and then this position you know pulls my scapula and all of these things come together to really loosen everything up and you know 
Normally I find that if I do this in the evening, these days it's in the, in the evening in front of the wood stove, that's ideal. That if I get done with my physical work by five, that by say eight o'clock things have cooled and tightened up enough that it's effective to stretch them. Remember I said you have to not stretch when things are inflamed and stretch when things are tight and cooled down. And uh, and when I'm able to stretch before I go to sleep, I actually sleep much better. So I slept okay last night given the circumstances, but it would have been more ideal if I'd been able to stretch last night, but I was still too inflamed and I could tell that I was. So I, I did a little stretching and I was like, nope, this is not helpful. This is not, I'm not feeling, when you're not feeling that sort of stretching sensation when you're doing the motions, it's a sign that it's not the appropriate time to stretch. So listen to your body. And if you're doing these things and you're like, hmm, it just kind of still feels hot and sore, stop. Because it's not going to help you and it might even cause more harm than good at that stage. You've got to let things cool down and tighten up and then you stretch them out. I hope this helps. Uh, boy, there's nothing like having a painful back to make you appreciate the fact that your body is your gateway to the world. And if your body isn't in shape, it really curtails everything that you can do and your life is very sizably diminished. So take care of it, listen to your body, and, and don't be afraid to do the thing that feels right even if you've never seen someone do it or, or you have no idea what it's called or it just feels goofy. Because if it feels right in your body to stretch something a certain way, that's really what matters. Talk tomorrow.